hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Kevin West. To order or download additional resources, please visit kevinwest.org. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, from New York to L.A. Happy 4th of July long weekend. And we got, if you guys would, would you stand with me? I want to kind of welcome everybody today. We've got lots and lots of people, obviously, you can tell, uh, on vacation and out. And some are on assignment. Some have been sent out and uh, for good reasons, obviously. And um, so we're going to just do something today that I felt prompted last week and something in more of an intimate kind of setting. Um, there are many of you here that operate in more of a, a, like a prophetic role and you, you, you pray, you intercede, but you feel you operate in the gifts and spirit, you do. And um, what I'd like for you to do as we go into worship today, um, 
we're just going to let the, them be free if we preach about liberty. Uh, but sometimes we put constraints and restraints on people and uh, services even and uh, kind of keep make it all fit in a particular order. So today what we're going to do is um, just kind of turn them loose. They've got a order that they're going to follow, but at any minute, given time, it could change. Um, but what I'd like for our prophetic people to do are people that kind of know they have operating in the gifts of the Spirit. If you would... Um, Feel free to move amongst the people when you feel God moving upon you, praying with people. Uh, ask, obviously, for permission if it's okay if someone's not used to that happening in their life. And, uh, and begin to pray with them if you can or speak over them. Um, what we're going to do, as far as actually any kind of proclaiming from the platform, if, um, you know, come and talk to one of us if you guys are operating. I really believe what's going to happen today is the Lord's going to speak individually to you. He may give you words for individuals or he may give you a specific direction write it down pull out your phone make yourself some notes um, but what we'd like to do today rather than it turn more into a lot of just proclaiming I really would like it to go this direction and then go direct this direction out here if you know what I'm saying when I say that so let's just allow God to do what he's gonna do and then a few minutes from now after about, you know a little bit later we'll come up and dismiss that early childhood and we'll see how it goes we'll receive an offering and then um, we're just gonna let the Lord do his thing Amen? You good with that? Everybody okay with that?
Yes, he's the father of the lights in the heavens, the, the, the greater light and the lesser light. But there is a light that he put in us. We are made of that. And we came out of him. And his desire above everything else, above anything else, is that we would be reconciled to him. So when Jesus went to the cross... <laughs> And he did that. He did that thing that no one else could do. It made possible the reconciliation that God needed to get his babies back. <laughs> you are God's sweet love. And he will stop at nothing to reclaim you, to reunite with you. Amen. So all of us in here who have said yes, we are born of God. We are his children. So we worship out of a heart. That's what this is about today. We worship out of a heart that is grateful because God came and he says, I won't let you go. I will not let you go. I'm coming after you. And he grabbed a hold of us and pulled us close. Amen. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless you today, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, 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 yeah. We will shout it out from the mountain tops that our God is good. He has dismiss our children. Before we do that, though, I want to make sure you guys know about something that's happening next Sunday so that you can bring your kids dressed and ready. We are going to have a pool party. Is it right directly after service at Pastor Pat's house? That's <laughs> We are excited about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we want to dismiss our early childhood, our teachers, as well as our youngins. Just the early childhood, so kids are going to stay with us today. Oh, I like that. I like kids in worship, it's awesome. When kids get involved in worship, it is powerful. So I wanna encourage you guys right now, um, if you have little ones, go ahead and be dismissed. And I'm excited about what God's doing today. Where is Mr. Barry? There he is. Good to have you back. Hey, good morning. How's everybody this morning? Just, just like Steph said, I, I enjoy it so much when we come together to spend some time to just worship God. You guys with me on that? You know, when we worship God, we're expressing our relationship with God. Yeah. And it's like Diane was talking about when salvation came to us. That came through us through relationship, through giving. In Acts chapter 10, around verse 4 or so, God chose Cornelius as the gateway to our salvation. Cornelius' family was the first family outside of the Jews to receive the salvation of Jesus. And that was the gateway for everybody else, us, all included. And that was done because of relationship that Cornelius had with God. And that relationship God referred to 
by Cornelius' giving because an angel of God came to him and says, your giving has come up as a memorial to me, which reminded me of you, Cornelius. Amen? And that way, salvation came outside of the family of the Jews. It's just like Abraham trusted God and God trusted Abraham to give because God could not send Jesus until he found somebody to have relationship with that he could trust to give him his son, Abraham's son. So worship to me is all about relationship. There's lots of us in, in here and, and outside of here that has acquaintances with each other and you see each other on the street, you see each other at Walmart and it's like, Hey, how you doing? Is everything okay? It's all good. You look good. Smell good. Everything going all right? Need anything? It's good to see you. All right, take care. And at that level of relationship you can have here in the, in the house with God, you can come in here on Sunday morning and you can say, God, everything good? You good? You look good. Feels good. Love you. See you next week. But how many people in here would be comfortable with going up to somebody or having somebody come up to you and say, Stacy, give me a hundred bucks. You can almost feel the tension in the room just at the thought of it. Because where money is, is a plane of relationship that requires a special level, a special trust. I would give Stacy a hundred dollars, wouldn't care about it if he gave it back to me or not because that's as I trust him that he needs it I trust him that he wants it I trust him that he would whatever that's the relationship that God is wanting to have with us only because I'm sure everybody in here could raise your hand and say they're believing that God do something in their life they're believing for God to come through they're believing for God to take them to a new place they're believing for God to promote them But do you trust God to give him what he needs to be able to give you back what you need at the same level? That's what he's looking for. He's not necessarily looking for your money. He's looking for your trust and your relationship with him. Amen? Amen. That's what was on my heart this morning. Everybody knows that we're in a building fund. We're at a place of where we're probably clipping along about $30,000, $40,000 weeks right now. That's the number. You're very familiar with that. If anybody would like to take care of this week's all on their own, make this check out to Expression Church. If anybody would like to take care of the rest of the building, that would be fine. But God has placed people in our area of influence to where this will get handled. We're not really talking so much today about building fund. We're not so much talking about your tithe that takes care of the operation of the church and the facility that we use and the, and the people that we have. But we're really just talking about moving up to the relationship that he has with you so he can get things done through you and you can get things done through him in your life. And that's what he's really looking for. He's really not that concerned with this church. He sort of probably laughs at the stress level we create for ourselves sometimes that's all good so having said all that 
Is everybody ready to give? Does anybody need an offering envelope this morning? If you do, stand up in your chair and wave your hands and yell. Or just raising your hand to work. I haven't been to the building in a couple of weeks. I know I'll be shocked and amazed. I can see, I can see God's blessing on this building through Stephanie's face. In good times and in bad. But it, it's going to be wonderful. Is everybody ready to give? You want to give by text? The number is 8384321. If you like to give on our website, that's available to you. If you like to give through the app that's on our phone, you can do it that way. If you'd like to make out a check, write it out to Expression Church of Huntington. For my sake, don't write ECH. I'm just kidding. I have an acronym phobia. Everybody ready? If we are, let's pray. How about it? Father, I just thank you for this time that we come today and we just set aside to worship you and to express to you who you are to us and what you mean to us. And Father, we take this time now to, to be able to hear from you, to be able to receive from you, receive wisdom, receive direction, receive your blessing receive your comfort receive all that you have for us Father receive the ability to trust you to make us who you would have us to be and what you would have us to do in your kingdom yes. Father I pray a blessing over each and every person here as they give today I pray Father supernatural return supernatural abundance and blessing on them and their household and on this church, and on the work that you have here for us. Father, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, there's an old song. Every time that we talk about the new building, uh, there's an old song that I always just begin to sing. Maybe some of you guys know it. It's, won't it be wonderful there, having no burdens to bear, joyously singing. With heart bells all ringing, oh, won't it be wonderful there? I cannot wait to get to the new building. Yeah. But I am really excited today about today. Because worship comes from a heart of gratitude. That is the true, honest place. And today, I, every single time we come into the presence of the Lord, it's just a moment where we first come from a level of just gratitude. Thank you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for who you are. And if we ever lose sight of that, I don't want to get on this stage. Before we go anywhere in life, I want us all to have a heart of gratitude. That just says, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Just a little while longer, I want to pray. Can't get you off of my soul, can I say? Just for loving me Many times I do forget Every need that you have met Oh, but thank you, Lord <laughs> I know you're showing me 
And you are there when I am down and out. You're holding me. Your love is so amazing. Oh, it's changed me. So here I am with all I have. I raise my hands to worship you. I want to say thank you. sin but you saved me yes. didn't have any hope at all you gave me peace of mind and strength to carry on yes you did Lord I should have been the one to pay but instead you took my place amazing grace it's more it's more than just a song and even though I don't deserve the love you've shown to me, you've looked beyond my faults and shown me mercy. Oh, oh, so here I am with all I have. I raise my hands to worship you. I want to say thank you. Oh, lift it up today. Oh, thank you. Everything for who you are, you cover me, you touch my heart. I want to say thank you. Oh, I say thank you. I love this. I want to say thank you for the sun. I want to say. my hands to worship you and I want to say thank you oh thank you for everything for who you are you cover me and touch my heart I want to say thank you oh, oh. I want to say thank you We just thank him today for what he yeah. does. Yeah. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, a savior, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched. 
speaking and then Barry had that offering it's just there's some things there's some prayer in here tonight today this morning excuse me I'm, I'm all mixed up because he's just in my head so today he said there's a lot of people in here that are hurting there's some mental stuff that's going on there's just some things that you need prayer for this isn't your typical altar call because I want to take it further than that even in your need there's somebody beside you that has a need. So we can't let us, our prayer and our needs, stop us from being a blessing to someone else as well. So through our own need, we have to be able to step into a place of their freedom because he qualified you even in your mess to do it. So I'm telling you right now, in our place of worship this morning, I want you to see past your need although I'm telling you it will get met this morning but through that need through that prayer don't don't think you're disqualified don't say man God I you know what I, I really did bad this week I I, I I don't know what I did but I just I just don't feel right I got pain in my leg how can I pray for someone who needs healing if I'm not healed that's not true because sometimes healing comes through that place of faith of you walking and healing someone else through his love. Yeah, so I want to encourage you today. He has already broke your chains. 
He has already taken the pain away. And he's doing it right now. Somebody in here right now has already felt it. I'm telling you. So I'm telling you in the, in the next place of worship, I want you to believe it. I want you to receive it. I want you to do things that God has planted in you. Quit hiding. Quit hiding. He's going to find you. Quit hiding from it because you guys have gifts that I need. I come in here not just to sing or to lead worship or to pray because I know there's some things in my life that hasn't been unlocked yet. And I need you to do it. I need you to come do it. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can't feel it, somebody testify. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can't feel it, somebody testify, testify. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can't feel it, somebody testify. If you got pain, come on, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save it. He's a prison shaking savior. He's a chain breaker. If you need freedom, save him. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. He's a chain breaker. He's a chain breaker. Thank you, Jesus. reminded today of something I always used to say when I was leading a group of worshippers and a worship team in Australia. I used to always say, well, God created us for worship. He created you to worship. And there came a point where I came to realize that God's not that selfish. Our highest calling in life, one of our highest callings in life is to worship Him. But God's not so selfish that He needed to create you and I just so we could always be there bowing at our feet behind. He didn't need that. There wasn't a need in Him. God created you and I for Him to give Himself to us. And there's such a love that is expressed in that notion that when we come to realize that we were created so God could give Himself to us. We can't help but give our love back to Him. That all the things that we've messed up in this life, they're they're behind us. And that's what this song talks about. The old things have passed away. But Lord, You stay the same. You remain the same. Your love toward us remains the same. And we love You, Jesus, more than we can express sometimes. 
But we just want to do what we can today, Lord God, just to say how much we adore you. And I want that to be your heart cry as we sing this song. If However you express that, whether that's arms spread wide, standing at your feet, down on your knees, whatever you need to do to express that thankfulness, that grateful heart, that Jesus, we adore you. We love you, Lord God. Brand 
of the Lord for your life. There's many out there that maybe there's some uncertain situations that you just, you can't put your finger on what your next step is. The Lord is saying, don't go back to your previous step. You've got, you've got something that you, you know that you've got to make another step and you know, and it's very easy to be able to say, well, just do what you, do what you did when it worked. That's not the voice of the Lord. That's not his voice. That's actually a decoy. It's fake and it's meant to lure you in to a false sense of security. And I hear the voice of the Lord saying, go for the new thing that you are the most afraid of because I'm on the other side of it. I don't know who that's for, but there's somebody in here and your dreams are big and they scare you because they're that big. They scare you. If they're not scaring you, yeah, if they're not scaring you, they're not big enough. Yeah. There's somebody in here today that you walked in here feeling discouraged and feeling like today is just another day. Just another day. If I can just get through today. God said, that's actually exactly what I want you to do. That's exactly the posture that I need for your life is give us this day our daily bread. You've been looking at it from a perspective of if I can just get through it and grin and bear it. But God says, no, I put that in your heart that you're supposed to take it one day at a time knowing that he is the provider and the sustainer and everything that you will need. <laughs> there is a ram in the thicket for somebody. Oh, I saw a ram. I saw a ram. There's a story in the Bible that at the moment whenever they needed, they needed a sacrifice and Somebody in here is needing provision and it's just wearing you out. It might be financial. I don't know what it is. I don't know exactly what it might be. And I want to encourage you today, if, any, if you need prayer and you feel this and you need something, our, our prayer team, our altar team is ready. Just come to the front. Let's pray these things out. But I'm seeing this specifically. You've got something that is wearing you out. Oh, no, it's specifically in finances, but you just... You cannot seem to get everything to just work the way it's supposed to. It's not hitting the right places. It's not getting there. God says, I have provided myself a ram. Your finances were mine long before they were yours. So stop trying to put yourself on an altar and stop trying to make things work for yourself. Just know that I have provided myself 
or am for your behalf. in here needs healing in your body You're, you constantly have pain specifically like in your knees it's almost like a joint thing it's almost like it's developing some arthritis or you're developing something and you cannot figure out what it is it's just one of those things that you've learned to live with and you've learned that that's just the way it's going to be and that's a decoy of the enemy too that's not the way it's supposed to be you're supposed to be in health that's you, I just want to pray right now over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, give new fluid, give new cartilage, give all the things that those knees need right now, Father. God, show us your glory through people's knees. God, show us your glory, Father. And I pray right now, Lord, for the knees. There was no arthritis. That's not arthritis. It's actually just a muscle strain. The muscles are just overworking too much. for those that just can't seem to find connection. God, you already spoke it this morning. You already said it through somebody, but that was a bigger call. Yes. That, was just, that was for one person individually, but it was actually for a bigger crowd today. It's people, Father, that just can't seem to find the connection that they're needing, whether it's in the body of Christ or it's in life. You just feel so odd and awkward. Is there anybody in here that just feels awkward sometimes? Awkward. Yeah. It's just, it, it just weird. You don't know. When you walk into a room, you almost feel like you're not supposed to be there or maybe you're supposed to be somewhere else. <laughs> God says, I put you in exactly where I want you. I've put you in places. And the reason that you're feeling that is you're feeling what the heart of God is. Is sometimes his heart doesn't feel connected to his body. You're feeling the heart of God. Sometimes God will walk into atmospheres and Jesus Christ will be in atmospheres where it feels awkward and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just brings peace. And that's what you're called to. Because you bring a facet of security to people and a sweetness that allows people to walk into a room and when you're there, they're glad that you're there. prayer for anything today. If you're needing, if you just need somebody to agree with you today, I encourage you to come to the front. Our altar team is here waiting to pray with you, to help, to listen. Thank you, Lord. God, I pray for clarity and decisions that need to be made over this week. God, I pray everyone's minds would become clear be able to see exactly what they're supposed to put their hands to. My goodness. Thank you, Lord. You know, um, there was, I said this this morning in Bible class, and I've got to say it again. The Declaration of Independence was actually adopted today. And the Declaration of Independence, many times we, we listen and we celebrate it. And we say, well, that's the day we were free. It was just a declaration that we were free, but there were still fights that we had to fight. 
4th of July and whenever this, the document was signed was just to say that we declare together that we want to be free. But it did not mean that we were free yet. It meant that we were going to bind together to walk towards freedom together. And some people in here, you may feel like you've signed a document that says, well, I'm free, I'm great, I'm good, I'm ready to move forward and I'm ready to go, but you still feel bound. You still feel like there's still just some things inside of you that you can't reconcile. I wanna encourage you today. There's fights and battles that are still to be won. But what he's wanting to move us to is from declaration to constituting from just declaring that we're free to ruling and reigning in our lives to take control over what we are called to in our circumstances and in our lives so today we declare that we are free but what we do when we walk out of worship atmospheres and walk out in life is what really matters you can leave in an atmosphere and this is awesome this is wonderful when we can just hear the voice of the Lord and it's wonderful but how you walk out those doors and live a life that is constitutionally free in the spirit means everything so today how many of you all know that there you've got to hit that wall come tomorrow you've got to hit that wall where you take what you feel in this moment to that next step is there anybody that's in here you know you've got to find that next spot. I believe that's where God's wanting to get us to. Amen. Can we just pray that right now? Father, I say in Jesus' name. God, I say right now that freedom is in the blood of your people. But God, beyond a worshipful atmosphere, beyond what we do and what we think, God, I just ask right now, Lord, that you would bring us, Lord, even deeper into a place of freedom in you. God, because there is a place that we long to be. God, and it's you. So God, I pray that you would just bathe our hearts in depth in what it means to look and feel free beyond just today in this atmosphere. God, we bless your name for who you are. God, I pray for every single person today, Lord. God, as they are declaring that they're free and they're declaring that they love you and they declare here in this moment, God, I pray that their lives become the declaration. God, that whenever they're, they're having issues with their spouse and they're not seeing eye to eye, when their kids are just running rampant and maybe they're just lost and they're out and wayward and they can't figure out where they are, God, I pray, Lord, that freedom would just rise up in their chest and say that is not where we're walking into. We're not walking into confusion, but we're walking into freedom for my whole family. God, so we declare freedom over every single person. We declare clarity over everyone's mind and peace over every single household in this place today. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. this is going to be a uh, kind of strange request but it's not for me it's from God there's a place of love that's so tender I just feel led 
We hear all the time, faith without works is dead. So I'm asking you to be faith-filled. Stand up and just hug. Just hug somebody. I don't care who it is. Just embrace them because what's inside of you, they got to feel that. Don't be scared of it. I know it's strange. Just, just get up and hug. Don't, don't just stay in your row. Just hug somebody. I know these kids are fearless. Caden, hug somebody new. Hug somebody new. There we go. I know he ain't scared of anything. Just hug somebody. Just let them feel how it feels for God's embrace coming straight from you. Thank you, Jesus.
as we were worshiping, Jason and I watched the movie Moana last night. And if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry, but God started speaking to me. And in the movie, the young, Moana is chosen to save, the, save her village. And the ocean chose her. And when she was a little girl, she walked into the ocean and the ocean parted. And she feels a call to this ocean. And later, as she grows older, she sees that her village is dying and it's because the heart's been taken away. And so she sits on this sail. She doesn't know how to sail. And every time she'd fall off the boat, the ocean would put her back on. She may be a little wet, but the ocean would flip her back, back on. And the Lord showed me that was the Holy Spirit. That sometimes we go through things and we get thrown off, but the Holy Spirit puts us back on the boat. And then Maui is the big dude. He's the big demigod. And he's the one that stole the heart. But she feels like she's supposed to get him and lean on him to do what's been, the, to get the heart back. But throughout the movie, at the end of the, towards the end of the movie, Maui bells on her, and she has to and she has to make a decision if she's going to continue to get the heart back or not. So she realizes that she has it in her, and she has the stamina, and she has the what God had put in her to go by herself, she figures it out to get past the lady and get the heart back. And the Lord showed me this morning that he's given us everything that we need to get the heart back. He's parted the ocean. He's moved the waves. He's given us the Holy Spirit to throw us back on there even though we're a little bit down, a little wet. And we don't need to lean on someone else that God takes care of us. So this morning, if you're feeling like you can't do it, you've got it in you. God gave you every tool and every key that you need. He went to hell and brought the keys back. So he gave us the keys. And it says that he says in the Bible that we will do greater things than he did. So the Holy Spirit's saying, you've got the tools and the keys. You just got to find it in yourself to go get what you need. So I, you know, I'm speaking to myself this morning. I sit back there and argue, God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to speak. I don't, why do you pick me? But God chose me to deliver the word. So God chooses us. And if you're feeling this morning that you have a word for someone else, you need to get out of your seat and you need to go tell them because they need that. They may be waiting on that. You feel like you can't do it, but the Holy Spirit says, even if you fall off, I'll throw you back on and you might be a little wet and it's okay. Because it's good to be soaked in the Holy Spirit. I love when God speaks to Disney. I'm telling you, we've, we've got to be very careful that we teach our kids to listen for the voice of God in anything. I know I, how I was raised was in a place where, you know, if, if somebody was talking Disney or they would try to separate their kids away from that, just because I'm telling you, God can speak through anything. And we've got to teach our young people and our children how to watch just exactly what she just said, to watch something like that and see the voice of God and hear the Holy Spirit from inside instead of saying, no, we aren't supposed to watch that because that's evil. Amen. Amen. 
We've got to train our children to hear the voice of the Lord. I love it whenever God speaks through Disney. <laughs> Absolutely love it. You know, <clears throat> back in the day when Saul was still king and the Philistines were kind of on a, a mission to keep Israel and Judah in check and keep them under the bondage and slavery, encroaching on the territory, taunting them. The Bible says when Saul had you know, kind of lost the kingdom, but the Bible says that God had a man named David that was kind of behind the scenes, that nobody was there, nobody knew he was there, but his, you know, his brothers, his, his dad knew, but even David didn't know until God kind of pointed him out by the prophet Samuel. And what's come to my mind the last few weeks specifically is that, you know, David was kind of minding his own business. Um, David didn't, you know, intentionally at eight or nine years old go out and work with the sheep and kill the bear and the, uh, the lion uh, because he knew one day he was going to be king. He just went through life and whatever the life dealt him and the situation dealt him, these steps were ordered that he just uh, was faithful with what he did. And whatever that kind of came at him, he just handled because he was just living life. But, but God saw something in David long before David even knew that David was going to be anointed. So the Lord ordered David's steps to be where he was, birthed him into that same family that God chose. David didn't have anything to do with that. Put him in the city that he was in. David didn't have anything to do with that. Put David in the, the, the farm, in the field. David really didn't have anything to do with that. David didn't pick his hair color, face color, skin color. Didn't pick his own demeanor and his personality style. He was placed in that environment, and that environment helped cultivate and pour and develop those characteristics that were in David to uh, prepare him for a moment when the Philistines were going to be at their peak. And at the moment of their height, their zenith, David comes to town with the, the stones and the, 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 the shepherd's bag, and you know the story, and takes Goliath's head off. But all that really was just for that moment, but it happened in development because God had a man. That he equipped and prepared, even though the man didn't know he was being equipped or prepared for that moment. It was just something in him that rose up. David didn't have to turn it on. David just was. And, you know, we've all been in this same kind of situation before where something was going on in a room or in a, in a building or a place, and you, so you walk in, and somebody looks at you and says, oh, gosh, we're glad you're here. Not that you have all that or are all that. You just have something that that room at that moment, that situation, whatever was going on in the room, you have what it takes that God equipped you with to bring you there, and you don't have to sit down and figure out what to do. You just are who you are, and it does what it does. Am I making sense? Everybody in here has that unique gift. It's a, it's a specific grace that God has placed in your life. It's like a stamp so you didn't pick your family. 
You didn't pick the city you were born in. You didn't pick, you didn't, do, you didn't, you didn't. It'd be nice to think we had all that to choose from, but we really, those steps were ordered. And then the Lord made you with certain edges. Some are rougher than others for situations. And as Jemima was singing, <laughs> I thought to myself, I thought, you know, that her and that generation of young people, they don't, they don't have to, you don't have to train them to be. You train them to acknowledge them of what they already are. And we identify it and help affirm it, and then we equip it. But if you're not too careful, you can polish them so much that they'll lose their passion, and they become so polished and perfected that they really lose what they were, got them what they were. And as she started singing, I thought, and here's what I'm saying. If you look at this city, you look at this region, you look at this country, you've got, you've got, I've never seen a, tr a president fight the media like it's happening. And, and it looks comical in some sense, and sometimes we roll our eyes and go, what in the world is he thinking? He's embarrassing us. And other times this media, you're going, man, I wish he would say more. But here's the battle, prophetically, if you hear what the Spirit is saying. The battle is for your influence on what you hear. There's a voice that's been going out for decades that's shaping the way you see and I see life. And now somebody over here, whether we like it or we don't like it, is somehow contending for a different voice. Whether you think it's the right voice or wrong voice, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's a different voice. Because it's so, it's mandatory that you hear with clarity in the life and the times we're in today. Here's why. Because culture and life, 2017 and this decade, has brought forth a society and a culture. Family, church, business, economy, politics, government, social organizations, education, technology, all of that is what we function and live in every day. Every day. But do you think if God had, in an unsophisticated world back then, a man that was set aside that picked up five smooth stones and put them in a shepherd's bag and took a guy, the Philistine's head off, if God had him prepared for that moment in an unsophisticated world, just because the world's much more sophisticated, do you not think that God would have the same type of pattern that when he's ready to topple over a, a, a culture that's bringing bondage and bringing uh, sin and bringing just, just shackles and just hardships and, and, and indebtedness. Do you think God is just going to allow that to go on and say, gosh, man, I wish somebody would raise up. No. He's raised you and me up. He's raised that generation up. I mean, sometimes they get just a little bit mouthy. Right? Sometimes they can be just a little bit edgy. And part of me, I, I'm telling you, over the last couple of weeks, I'd want to have to say, man, I've got to correct that in her. I've got to tell her she, though she can't be. But what I'm learning is that edge is a part of the tool that God is using as a sharpening mechanism to carve off some of this stupidity and ignorance in society and in the world. 
That's why you can't have them just sing what's already been written without writing what he's saying to them. Now, they'll pull songs out that have been written because they minister to them, but nobody's looking for an imitation anymore. So when she stood up there and began to sing that song, that wasn't coming from an album somewhere, even though it was written by somebody else. It came from her heart. And you could have picked her up and put her in any situation, and it would have created the same fragrance that everybody in here went, oh, I smell that. Hands start going up, you start feeling something. And then nobody was going, wow, did she notice how she hit that note? She hit that note, it was just perfect. It wasn't about the note, even though she was hitting the notes. It was about the fragrance that went from her that has somehow a way of changing an atmosphere where you and I live every day. Now, the enemy has tricked me and many of us and the church to try to sit down and strategize a plan that's going to change and bust open the culture and deal with the hard things of life. And we're all sitting down trying to figure out the best strategy. God give us wisdom, give us, and he gives us wisdom. But I'm going to tell you what it is that wisdom flows from. Wisdom flows from the person that has the fragrance that he's called to be in that place. It's necessary you and I, in the body of Christ, quit wrestling with flesh and blood I've recently just made some hard calls for our church. And boy, they're so right. I can't even tell you how right they are, but they're right. Good things prepare us to be who we are. Not get distracted from things we're not that the enemy will bring into your life to get you to chase. Here's how it works. I'm gonna give you this and then I'm going to pray. For, for, for a while, I have been, I'm just going to be transparent and see if this relates to you. I have been afraid to give myself permission. I know the scripture that says, if you, 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 you seek, you'll find. You knock, it'll be opened, and you ask, it'll be given. I know that scripture. I've always thought that was about asking God for something else or applied to somebody else or quote it. And I have a lot of portal to open up for me that has been a blessing to all of us and we've experienced some of this here, even here. But, but, but a large part of what God has placed in my heart, I've kept closed off and not allowed myself to even have permission to ask, knock, or seek. Just, no, I have to do it in bite sizes or not. No. I want you today to give yourself permission to let him bring you what is already in your heart's desire. When you don't give yourself permission, you'll latch on to something that is a false sense of what you think you want, but
but it's not the authentic. For four years, a friend of mine had retired. And for four years, he wasn't ready to retire. He kept opening up businesses, this business and that business, and he was just trying because he just he didn't, want, he didn't really want to retire. But he'd been in a, a field for 40 years that had dried up. And I said, you know, he said, man, I'm, he, he actually put, almost did a funeral and put a, a finality to that part of his life. So he's starting something brand new. And I'm talking to him on the phone, and I said, why don't you give yourself permission to open that up, open that door? And if it's the Lord's will, if you give him permission, he'll do it. Next part of that scripture says, if your father being evil, and that earthly father being evil, knows how to give you good gifts, how much more will God give you the kingdom? The Lord's not going to trick you. Give yourself permission. So he, he gave himself permission. I said, I'm not just saying that. You've got to literally go, I'm opening it up. And I'm going to allow whatever comes my way to walk through that door. And within not even two weeks, five, six, seven opportunities came to him from that old field that he's an expert in. He calls me on the phone about two weeks ago and he says, a week and a half ago, and he says to me, he says, you know, the strangest thing, and I've been dealing with this whole thing for a while now, and he calls me on the phone, he goes, you know, the strangest thing. He said, I talked to a guy that I worked with for 25 years, hadn't talked to him for a while, and he called me on the phone. He says, man, you know what? This entire place up here in Canada that they've bought and need fixed and need to be, de to be developed. He said, I, I can't find anybody to do it. And you came to mine. And he says, I can stick you right up in that area and your 40 years experience. And you'll turn that thing upside down. You don't need a manual. You don't need schooling. You don't, because all your life you've been equipped and set apart and, ex and experienced to where you're the guy that just has to fit that piece of puzzle up there. You're the guy. He calls me on the phone. He says, man, I said, what made you think, what, what, do you, what, what do you think that came your way? He said, I think because I gave myself permission. But he wasn't talking to himself, even though he was talking about himself. It was really the Holy Spirit talking to me. I want you to give yourself permission. You can trust him. Permission to what? To give you those desires of your heart. Past experiences, past hurts, past failures. It caused us to close down. But I'm telling you, you have been equipped through your past life, your experiences in your current life, of course, the good and the bad and all in between. And God has brought you to this place because something in the culture, in society, can't move, can't change, can't get in order unless you feel your role 
in that place. And the Lord's just saying, I want you to give yourself permission. <coughs> he will not take your permission away, but if you'll give yourself permission, you'll end up giving him permission. And he's standing knocking at the door because he's the door. Can I encourage you? 2017. These little rambunctious guys sitting on the front row. Get them a phone and they'll dive their head into it. Get them a fidget spinner and it's, it'll occupy them for a little while. Before you know it, they're punching each other, picking at each other, and doing what they do. This teenage group that's out here today that, you know, we're going, my. You know, it's more than just getting them in a worship service. We got to get them released into society, in the community. David was a young man, took on Goliath. He might be 80 years old today, 85 years old, pushing 90. Man, but your days are not over because society still needs the edge that you carry to help put something in order. It doesn't take you long to look at the world and see how disorderly it is. We got addictions running wild. And then everybody's scurrying around to try to figure out a solution. I'll tell you the solution. Start speaking the truth and letting people be who they are. You can't pander to a disorder to make yourself feel good. You got to get it in order. As sure as David has been called during the, the Goliath days, you've been called for this day. I've had it up to here or over here with all the negativity to hear on the news sick of it I'm tired of talk, hearing this person talk about that person sick of that too I don't know where you all are I'm just being transparent here I'm tired of it I don't care if you're far right or far left yeah, yeah it, it, it just annoys, it all annoys me whether you're an MSNBC person or you're a Fox News person to be honest with you they're both annoying me right because it's just what are we doing what are we doing while our kids grow up already equipped by God or skilled by God, deposited inside them already for what the culture needs. So is the adult. You gotta give them permission. You gotta get permission. You gotta allow yourself to dream. And I'm not talking about just dreaming. I'm talking about allow yourself to give yourself permission to yield to what he initiates in your life. And I'm telling you by the Spirit of the Lord, if you give yourself permission, you will not initiate anything. He will bring it right to you. And you'll have to acknowledge it, recognize it, and then go and follow it. He authors and he finishes. He begins and he ends. 
Now, we've all been hurt in the past. We've all been offended. Church hurts. World hurts. Marriage hurts. Family hurts. Disappointments. All of that. All of that. Why didn't that person get healed and this one did? And you just don't have enough faith for you and you're living your whole life with sickness and disease and there must be something wrong. And then we're jaded when we hear a message on faith because we know it didn't work there. And, and all, all of that. And then it's this craziness. We've all got all that. I'm just telling you today to give yourself permission. You're going to see the greatest influx of people come into the body of Christ that this world has ever seen. And for a decade, we said they're going to come as they are. They're going to come bad, and they're going to come, and we're going to love them. We're going to, we're going to bring them in. Can I, can I really just be honest with you? You can come in any condition that you're in. But the moment the condition of the world starts imprinting on the church, we're no different than them. The blind leads the blind. Seventy-five percent of people that get out of prison that have been sentenced to five years or more in prison go back to prison. Why? Because they're incarcerated? No, because the culture lends to people that think just alike, that are institutionalized, that learn to think a certain way, that they can't get out here and operate in freedom. We have to think differently. My concern is that the church over the last decade has been imprisoned. And you get free from religion, and 75% of the people come right back into religion. Drug communities and addiction communities all over the state. But they just keep relapsing one after another. And we're finally one day they're going to get it. I hope they get it. I pray they hope they get it. But, 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 but while we're ministering to them, I will not lose that. That doesn't just have the answer for the one she comes in and sets an atmosphere for a city. And a fragrance goes out from her song. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, they don't even know that they're under, they're under the influence of something different because she's been released. And they don't even know she's singing today, but somebody on 18th Street or 20th Street or 9th Avenue has got to be feeling something. Why? Because that fragrance of the anointing gets released over a city when she gets released. That's why you've got to be who you are. You need to drive up and down the streets of Huntington and just release who you are. They're all looking for a magic answer. You know what the magic answer is? And I'm not talking about magic. You're the answer. Yes. You are the answer. Yes. We don't need another program. We don't need government money to make it happen. What we need is for you and I to give permission for him to initiate in our lives something that's greater than we've ever thought we would ever be. And all the things that we've had in our past experiences now come forward to now. And you look around and begin to go, oh my God. Yeah. And you, you might think, well, do I have what it takes? No, you are what it takes. And you just be you. If you're mouthy and you give him his God permission, he'll take your mouthy self and put you in a place where that mouthy thing will make a difference. 
if you're bold and direct, if you're meek and mild, if you have a heart for, for people that are homeless and hurting, you give yourself permission, all those doors start opening up. Don't try to be somebody else, but my God, don't allow yourself not to be you. Would you stand with me? Now, we have only a few weeks left here in this city hall. And I want to make the most of what we're here for. I really do. If you don't mind, and you don't have to do this, but I, I, would, I would encourage you to. If you're uncomfortable with this, don't do it. I want you to kind of put your hand on the, the shoulder of somebody beside you or the back of somebody beside you. And just touch somebody, if you will, from shoulder, back, if you can. If, you, if you're not sitting by somebody, kind of find somebody that's not with talking to somebody or sitting with somebody. I just want you to make some contact. If you don't mind. If you're uncomfortable with that, don't worry about doing it. It's fine. I'm going to pray us a prayer of release. And I know, I know what I'm feeling. Oh my, I know what I'm feeling. And I know when I feel what I'm feeling, I'm right. I may not be articulating it right, and I may not have the right argument. Or the, I may not, but I know what I'm feeling is, is correct. I know what I know, what I know, what I'm feeling. So if you'll allow me just for a moment to pray this out of me, I want you to agree with me, and I want you to begin to pray yourself and to give yourself permission to be you. No, we're not worried about what people think. We're not trying to people please. You're just going to be you. And you're going to be the best you because he made you you. And you're going to let him initiate in your life and draw you right into that place. Father, in Jesus' name, we hear a voice that the volume of the voice is increasing. And God, some of us have misused that voice and misused that edge or that misused that gift or misused that specialty that you placed inside of us and, and because we didn't know what we had and didn't know how to use it forced ourselves in situations and positions and places that that gift wasn't going to work. But somehow, Lord, you took that and you, you sharpened it and you made it even more mature. You made us wiser, stronger, and better. And then you took those things, God, that we, we did have our steps ordered and our families, our, our, our parents, our grandparents, our, our neighborhoods and cities and streets that we lived in, the house we lived in, the families, the siblings. You took all of that. You took our, our disappointments. You took our, our joy moments and our, our, our special days, and you, you took it all. And now we're looking at kids we have and siblings we have, and we're looking at cities, and as we look over the landscape of our, our own city and our own region, we, we say, God, we, we're hearing and seeing things that it just doesn't make sense to us. And then over here we, we come and we, we have this hope that Jesus died on a cross and was buried in a grave and rose from the dead and the power of God comes and greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. We hear that and he's a healer and you're all, we hear all that stuff. But God, somehow what we're seeing doesn't line up with a victorious resurrected body. Now we refuse to ascribe to the the detriment of, of, of culture and, and, and how society is degraded and, and it's doomed and it's failing. And, no, 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 no. No, you, you've allowed us to be who we are. So, Father, we give ourselves permission 
to ask and to seek and to knock that you would bring to us whatever is needed for us to be what you've created us to be in those places that bring disorder into order bring those things that are out of alignment into alignment bring those things that are diseased into ease those things that are full of confusion you bring into peace Lord we are the solution we don't have to look for the solution because you are the solution in us and there is no separation from you and us so we take our step and we take our stand our eyes are now focused where they need to be focused our yeses will be yeses and our noes will be noes our choices will be eliminated because we're going to start making some decisions on where we should go and where we should be no more keeping our options open we're going to close some things behind us so we can embrace on those things that are ahead of us no more people pleasing wonder what people think what will they think no more of that we're not including everybody in all these things lord we're just including you and that personal relationship and walk we need your voice to be loud that we might be able to declare it we need your voice to increase in volume God forgive us for creating a, a, an atmosphere and a, 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 where there's a, a form of godliness but there is no power and I say God let the power of the Holy Spirit be released in our life and we give you permission to give us permission to walk where you've called us to walk. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. What is it that you're called to be? Too often we think only people called into ministry are preachers, but did you know that God has called you to influence your world? Whether you're a teacher, a mom, a businessman, a doctor, you're called to bring who God is into your sphere of influence. I want to invite you to visit at Expression Church of Huntington. Our passion is to teach others how to be the expression of Christ in everyday real life. Service times are Sundays at 11 a.m. with Sunday school starting at 9.30 for all ages. We also have our midweek service called The Mid, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Our temporary sanctuary is located at 5185 U.S. Route 60 East in Huntington at the East Hills Professional Center off of the 29th Street exit. We will soon be moving to our permanent property at Commerce Park in Huntington. I'm Stephanie Scragg, and I am Expression.